Hi everybody, Skip here again for another episode of Finding Meaning. I hope that you are uh, using these podcasts or have liked the Facebook page uh, to help you. This is about helping you. You will never be asked for anything, uh, a contribution or anything. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I have been uh, receiving requests to do some advertising on the podcast. I'm, I'm even worry, weary, excuse me, about that. So um, my point is, I hope these are helpful because when I help you, I help me. And when I help me uh, to grow spiritually, uh, I hope that it helps you. Uh, this is part three of a series of podcasts I'm doing right now called Being Human Is... Dot, dot, dot. Uh, the reason I have named that, uh, this series that way, is because I have uh, really had uh, an epiphany lately about six very specific things that I need to talk about in this podcast uh, that have helped me, are helping me, uh, have given me some focus and some clarity about uh, where finding meaning may go. Uh, Again, this is not six steps to this or achieving something. You already are, whether you believe it or not, everything you need to be. It's just a matter of revealing your authentic self to get to that meaning. It's about becoming self-aware enough uh, to find the authenticity that the universe has made you to be. Uh, So uh, this is part three of that six-part series. Uh, By now, if you've listened to the last few podcasts, uh, you should be aware of those, I hope, of those six aspects of finding meaning. I'm calling them aspects because I don't think it's a matter of steps or it's spiritual life is not linear. (laughs) It's not climbing a ladder. Uh, So I would just want to name those six aspects of finding meaning. Uh, To be human is to be spiritual, uh, to understand that most of the reality we live in is created by false self, and to be human is to be physical, it's to be sexual, it's to be a mental or thinking being, and it's to be an emotional being. And when we understand these six things, I think it gives some clarity. They're not the only things we need to learn. Uh, they are just where I am at on my journey, and I hope they help you on your, on your journey. So let's recap the first two. Uh, I think one of the great revelations of my life is the understanding that to be a spiritual being is to be a human being, and to be a human being is to be a spiritual being. You don't need to sit in a, a temple or a synagogue or a church or anything like that. Uh, you are spiritual, and it's the realization of that that is important. Now, if you want to practice that spirituality in community, a church, a temple, whatever, please um, be my guest. I'm not going to tell anyone how to find uh, the complete meaning of the universe. Uh, if, you're, if your community is loving and gracious and healthy, then they will uh, 
probably keep you in good stead with finding meaning where you're at. Uh, I have found often that so much of the communities, though, really come from, derive from the collective false self. And that's the second aspect, is that we are reality-making machines, basically. Now, we can't control uh, the growing of grass or, you know, we, we, we don't manifest matter. That's beyond our pay grade, if you will. But we do manifest the reality in our lives. That is to say, uh, you know, if we want to achieve something, we go out, we set goals, we achieve it. Therefore, we have manifested a reality. We can also do the uh, negative. We can manifest a uh, hell, if you like. Uh, a person addicted to something, doesn't matter. Drugs, exercise, uh, sex, uh, food. We manifest a negative reality also. So we have that power. And, you know, when we engage our, uh, our own ability uh, or inability to create... Uh, realities with the world, then we begin to be a part of a false, a collective false reality. Now, having said that, I do believe that there are ways that we can see beyond the false reality. Uh, We are invited by the great thinkers, the great religious figures, by the great philosophers, by the great musicians and artists. We are invited into a, a way of seeing a new reality. So, not all are doomed here. But we got work to do. So today, in part three, I want to talk about uh, being a physical being. Because uh, we are spiritual beings in physical form. And the, the denial of that has led to so much pain in human history. Uh, the denial of our physicality has led to so much pain in my life and maybe yours. I have always struggled my entire life with a weight issue. Uh, it is uh, certainly part of my, my mother's family's side. Uh, it's a part of, it appears to be a part of a genetic makeup uh, and part of our family. Uh, I have gained and lost hundreds of pounds over the years uh, in good ways and in bad ways. Uh, I think most of us struggle with the physical being that we are. When we look in the mirror in the morning, most of us are not satisfied or happy with what we see. And what that does is that triggers in us a a response that creates a reality. It often leads to addictions. Either we succumb to addictions that harm our physical being, uh, or we succumb uh, to addictions that affect our physical being, even in a positive way, but leave us emotionally or mentally unhealthy. We'll talk about that in in other podcasts too. And so we have to understand that we are physical. And we also have to understand that the false reality is impinging upon how we view our physicality. What we think of as beauty or what we are programmed to believe of as healthy is part and parcel, or a large part, uh, a product of the false self. Now, this is one of those times when 
even the good things, even the things we think are healthy, can be askewed by the sense of, of false self. Uh, some of the uh, body mass indexes, some of the ways the body is viewed by even the healthcare community uh, is, is really damaging. Certainly, the way the body is viewed by pop culture and our society is highly damaging. You have to be a certain way in order to be accepted. Now, brothers and sisters, tell me that isn't a product of the false self. So here's the thing about physicality. we got to find balance. we got to be the best physical person that we can be where we are at today. It's that simple. Um, I often joke with people about writing a book about losing weight, and it's going to be one paragraph or just a couple sentences, and it is eat less and move more. Anytime I have achieved any sort of physical health in my life, it has been simply that. Watch what you eat and move your body. It's that simple. And each day we do that, each day we feel good about um, what we've eaten and how much we've moved, if we're able to move, uh, to find that balance in any way we can is a good day. It's a day that furthers our journey. It's a day where we have uh, a little more clarity and can find a little more meaning in our life. Uh, when we become obsessed with uh, over physicality, when we become addicted to uh, exercise, we have just replaced one addiction with another. And I'm convinced that addiction is a manifestation of the false reality. And so the balance is just as bad for the person who is wrecking their body, running miles and miles every day, or the anorexic person, or the bulimic person, as it is the person who eats too many uh, sweets or too, man, too many calories in a day. The key here, folks, is, is finding balance, is being able to say today, this day, I didn't overindulge. I didn't try to hide my feelings in exercise or food. I faced life uh, with a balance. And it's really just that simple. Now, you know, those of you who know me know that I struggle with this. I still do. But every day you find a little more balance. Every day you deny that addictive part of the false self. Every day you're able to uh, be satisfied with what you've done. Uh, then it's a good day. It's when we begin to put our physicality as our essence that we get in trouble. It's when we begin to identify ourselves through what we do physically. So a person who identifies themselves as someone who's in superior shape, or a person who identifies themselves as fat, or a person who keeps identifying themselves with the way of the false self, that's where we miss the boat. That's where we're off balance. So we are human beings, we are physical beings, and what we have to do is find a balance in there. Don't eat too much, don't eat too little. Don't exercise too much, don't exercise too little. It's really simple, 
But it becomes more difficult because we have let the false reality project itself on <clears throat> to our physicality. Excuse me. We have let the false self dictate to us who and what we should be. We have taken our authentic identity and we have called it fat or skinny or muscular or short or tall or ugly or pretty. That's all nonsensical, false self, false reality manifestation. If you don't like what you see in the mirror, then find balance. If you like what you see in the mirror too much and it pumps up your ego, find balance. They're the same coin, just two different sides. So that's part three, folks. It doesn't have to be a long explanation. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. None of the next three steps, the three aspects, pardon me, of this will be rocket science. <clears throat> it's about finding balance and expressing who you really are in this world. It's not about letting a scale of weight validate who you are. It's not about letting other people's garbage, their own stuff, tell you who you should be. It's certainly not about pop culture and society dictating to us who we are. Find the balance. Eat one less thing. Walk 10 more steps, whatever it takes. Because to be human is to be spiritual and it is to be physical. Part four uh, coming up will be about our sexuality. Uh, that'll take a little more unpacking. Uh, but I hope that you have listened and enjoyed uh, this part three. Thank you, my friends. We'll talk to you later.